Tuning in to the Brian Oak Show, episode 369, which mathematically that number hadn't been discovered yet until we got this far into our podcast journey. What do you think about that? I, I'm going to need a minute. Try that one on for size, Stephen Hawking. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Episode 369. I'm Brian Oak. It is the Brian Oak Show here in the Smart Start MN studios along with my friend Sean. Sean, how are you today? I'm doing well, although I almost went. As my father used to say, ass over tea kettle on my sidewalk today. The, the, uh, misty, because, the frozen misty rain is yeah. not cool. Yeah, I was ass thinking, oh my gosh. It's, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, what a beautiful spring day. Oh! And literally did the matrix where you're, yeah, yeah. it's probably better for you to fall down because you're. Bullet time, you're baby. Totally oh, yeah. Like yeah. Trinity Bullet help. time. Yep. Dodge this. Um, yeah. So, was there ever a tea kettle in your house growing up? Didn't have a lot of tea. No? Yeah, so therefore, just, no tea, tea kettle. kettle. That seems like an Irish phrase from about five generations yeah. before your father was even born. Yeah, yeah, he had a lot of them. Well, <laughs> I mentioned we're in the Smart Start MN studios, and in fact, we are. We've been here for a long time. We've been doing this for a long time, and we appreciate their support. In fact, in an upcoming episode, we had another number, number that's never been discovered. Episode 370 is going to feature someone who is central to the Smart Start philosophy. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What does that mean? You drink, you drive, you lose your license. That's the story, no matter how it ends up working out from that point on. If you want to get back in your car, and you do want to get back in your car, Smart Start MN can provide the, I believe you call it the doohickey? Yeah, the doohickey that you put in your car that when you breathe clean, you're allowed to drive, which is what you were supposed to be doing in the first place, you idiot. That being said, all of you gentle idiots who we love, get a t- get in touch with our friends at Smart Start. Yeah, apparently the alcohol clouds your judgment what? sometimes. I've yeah. never... I, 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 so you I, maybe I had no intention. You had no intention of drinking and driving. Yeah. And then suddenly you're drinking and driving, and then even worse, you see the cherries, now you're pulled oh. over... And you're just like, oh, even when shit. I'm completely sober and have no contraband in the car, if I see the rollers go, I, I mean, you like you panic like you're in Midnight Express and you're trying yeah. to smuggle hashish out of Turkey. <laughs> it's, it's freaky, man. It's I don't I don't like it at all. But it does happen on the regular. Maybe not to you, but maybe to someone you love, someone you know, someone who you run in the same circles. Smart Start MN can help them out. Yeah, go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you twenty percent off the installation of the inner lock. Ignition, Ignition interlock. interlock system slash doohickey. Slash doohickey. Don't, but don't type slash doohickey no. when you go there because no. you will find nothing. They I have not caught up yet to modern <clears throat> nomenclature. Uh, I want to thank our latest sponsor, by the way, who jumped on board, OA Design Build Architecture. They do cool stuff. They do high-end stuff. They do really, really good work. And, you know, if you look at some of, like, if you go to their website, OA Design Build, some of it may look out of your price range, but they are willing to do jobs of virtually any size. They've got their own carpenters in-house that they take care of, so it's not subcontracted. You're not going to get one day of work and then have to wait four weeks until somebody shows up again. They know what they're doing. 
doing. They're dedicated. And more importantly, whether you're looking to update a bathroom, maybe your family room, whatever it is, they do quality work that is going to last the life of that particular home. Yeah, until February 10th, they're still offering this little package deal where if you want to try OA Design Build Architecture, you can go on their website, get in touch with them, and they'll give you a discount on doing kind of a starter thing like a little... Maybe a little something for the uh, the entryway, the mudroom. That sure. sort of thing could be great. So we also are very close. I've seen the rough draft now of the castle tour that the we Pillsbury did. Pillsbury Castle. Pillsbury Castle tour. That was an amazing day, by it the way. That place out, was crazy. It turned out really, really? good. We just got to edit and do a couple of other little tweaks. So I'm meeting with Michael in the next couple of days to do that, but can't wait to unleash that. Do I look fat in the video? Let's just say that you and I <laughs> need to keep working <laughs> because Michael is very fit. Well, of course he is. Yeah. He's I traveled just, the world. He's I don't a- like myself on, on, you know this, this is why I'm never in the photos for the Brian Oak show, but on camera, it's like, what does it add? 40 pounds? Is I, that what they say? 50? I, I think, is it 50 I, yeah, pounds? No, close to 75. Yeah, it's if I'm not, not good. Mistaken, and there yeah. are certain angles where I'm like, yeah, maybe, nope, no, that's not yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. I don't even like to hear my voice on a microphone, and it's all I do for a living. Yeah. So let alone pictures, no, but that's not the point. If you can get around how heavy set I am, you'll be able to watch something truly incredible, and that'll be available when? In a few weeks or so? Probably in the next week or so. Yeah, all if right. you want to feel better about how you look, just take a look uh, at the video video of me on there and then uh, it'll be great (laughs) oh and you know what i was thinking the other day actually about this we should i obviously this is a gigantic project that requires requires a massive amount of uh, man hours and uh, you know uh, uh, materials but we should maybe go and do a before and after video later no yeah we're going to that's That's already already, on that's part of the plan is that as they get into the final phases of this, we're going yeah. to go back and do a here's what it looks like now video. Fabulous. OADesignBuild.com to learn more about them. We appreciate them signing on board with us, and we appreciate the fact that our listeners, including a couple new Patreon members we have, are jumping on board. So thank you very much for your support of The Brian Oak Show. Be it ever so humble, it is ours, and Sean and I take a great deal of pride in doing this from the Smart Start MN studio, and we love love talking to the people that inform and illustrate this community, right? Oftentimes musicians, but it can be just about, well, it can be designers. It could be architects. It could be politicians or religious figures, whoever. We like to talk to the people that make this place the place it is to live in. And coming up just ahead, we're going to talk to local musician John Lewis. But before we get there, we always do a song first. This band right here, um, I heard their biggest hit. They were the first Dutch band to ever go number one in the U.S. with their song Venus. And no, I'm not talking about Bananarama. That was a cover that came <laughs> some years later. But I am talking about The Shocking Blue. And Venus is an absolute bulletproof classic. But when you want to talk about European psychedelia from the late 60s, Shocking Blue are as interesting to me as anyone. I love female-fronted bands, Susie Quattro, yes, et cetera, course, et cetera. Yeah. But... This band in particular, I think that, I think her name is uh, Mariska, I can't think of her last name, Henges, Henches, something like that. She is to European psychedelia what Grace Slick was for the Jefferson Airplane. And I'm not overstating the case. She Hmm. was wildly influential and really amazing. And here's their song, The Shocking Blue. Send me a postcard on The Brian Oak Show.
dude, I'm telling you right now, man, that dude. band right there. I mean, well, yes, there's that part, of course. But um, I'm, I want to get her name right. Mariska Veres. When I said that I compared her to Grace Slick and people were like, okay, easy guy. I get it. I totally get it, yeah. She was a vital figure in late 60s, early 70s European psychedelic music. And, man, they're, I mean, you heard the guitar tone. You heard the drums. You heard the bongo interlude. Spectacularly good. What do you say? Should we bring our guest on board, Sean? Let's do it. Our old friend John Lewis. John Lewis, who's been in this room so many times, it's hard to count them all. John, I thought how are he had you? done the show before, and he's like, "Nope, never been here." <laughs> yeah, well, uh, have you never walked into this room before? Like, it didn't ring any bells for you? Nothing. No bells. Okay. No. No. But, no bells. Uh, and John's like, "Well, John's been here before, of course." <laughs> I'm like, I don't know that that's true. But again, as I told you. I'm not questioning anyone's memory, um, memory anymore or their recallability or whatever the word is, because the number of things in very recent history that I've completely blanked on that someone's like, no, here's a picture of it. I'm like, oh, so I don't, John, I don't <laughs> oh, know what happened. You're like Schrodinger's guest. <laughs> is it a wave or a particle? Nobody knows. But here you are right now. How are you, John? I am doing all right. And Dude, you're treating you well so happy far? Happy to be here. Uh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Oh, see, what I liked is there was just the right amount of reticence in that response, <laughs> because I know exactly how that feels. You're getting by, yeah. but then again, I'm not going TMZ on you. I don't need to know all the things that are challenging you right now. Sure. But you're still putting out new music. You're still making music. Before we go into what the new music is all about, let's learn more about John Lewis, since it's his first time ever on the podcast, Sean. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just saying. John, where are you from? I am from, uh, well... Let me just say, I was born 20 blocks down the road at, really? uh, at Abbott, Abbott wow. Northwestern back in the day. Wow. Yeah. I think it was either just Abbott or Northwestern at the time. Um, but uh, They finally tore down that wall and you know made amends. And... <laughs> exactly. So born in Minnesota, have your travels taken you elsewhere? Yeah, not far. I mean, I I lived in in Ireland for a short time, and and what uh, was the impetus? Don't bury the lead, bro. What, yeah, yeah. What, I mean, what moved you to I mean, Ireland? Lived. I mean, let me I don't say care if it was a three month. Visa. It was a three month, four month uh, Fine, but stint. What, what took you over there? Uh, got married and thought that'd be a great place to spend our our first few months. And I I was in school at the U at the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what were you studying? Uh, sociology ended up making it urban studies because that sounded like it might be more usable Understandable. somehow yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, how has that degree worked well, I've, I've studied the city ever since yeah, and, well, you I, know, and I'm, I, I approve have you paid off the college debt yet have you paid off the college debt I have All right, yeah, very yeah. good so, so that's where married and again Ireland both Sean and I have been so it's obviously a wonderful place to go yeah but you go for a few months then you come back and so you are literally a born and raised Minnesotan I am. Yep. Yep. And uh, lived out in the rural fringe. Maple Plain was the mailing address. Actually, Independence was where uh, yeah, yeah. where I grew up. And uh, is that anywhere near Eagle Creek? Uh, where, where, I, so I don't it, think it, so. If I'm looking at a map of the Twin Cities, give me a vague direction on the compass as to where Maple Plain is. Like straight west. Just, like just, oh, yeah, like right before you the, get to Delano. Like the, out the of off 55 yeah. or off of? Off of 12. Or, oh, 12. You know, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 394. Yep. Slash well, I 12. remember before yeah. 394 existed. I'm old enough for that that it was yep. always 12. Yep. yep. And yep. when I was 18, 19 years old, I worked at a Holiday Inn out on 12 as a bellhop. <gasps> 
I would have to get on the bus, 19 years old, and this was party time, I would have to get on a bus at 4 in the morning and take a bus, because I didn't own a car, out to that Holiday Inn, and by (laughs) 6 a.m., I had to have my vest on, I had to be looking proper and prim, I had to have all the coffee made, and what passed for a continental breakfast back then, which, by the way, for people who bitch about a continental breakfast, (laughs) let me let you know just how... inept it used to be. There was nothing. There were a handful of like a dozen dry, shitty rolls that were left over from the day before. With the jelly, yellow and purple jelly in the But I'll I'll tell you this, the (laughs) coffee was black and delicious. John, uh, so you're growing up and you grow up out in the hinterlands or some vague representation thereof. Sure. When's the first time the music bug bit you? You know, it was pretty early on. I mean, pretty much from what I can remember growing up, uh, my folks listened to a lot of good good music and and I got the bug you know pretty early on what kinda. kind of music did they listen to because your stuff I would not go so far as to call it country music because I hate where country music has gone sure but to say that there's not a country influence I think would be misleading there's definitely an Americana or a country influence to the kind of thing you create is that fair yeah absolutely and where does that come from I mean I grew up on uh you know Johnny Cash and and uh Jimmy Dean and, Hell yeah. uh the uh you know uh I, I guess kind of hits of of old country you know 50s 60s country nothing wrong uh, with that man yeah, a lot nothing of, wrong with that at all yeah so that was a big part and then like Simon and Garfunkel was a big oh, yeah. parental favorite you know I I think one of my earliest memories of hearing a song was like the the Simon and Garfunkel Silent Night version with Walter Cronkite doing the, oh, like, wow. Wow. the news you know yeah uh, at the end of that song uh, or the middle of that song i think but well uh, and see that's real storytelling right there so would you say that when it comes to the way that you make music is it more about melody and just a good hook or is the storytelling important to you yeah it's kind of all about the story for me or or just kind of whatever truth is trying to come out through the song you know right. um Sometimes it's not really a story, but it's just a feeling. But yeah, it's. I, I'd say it's. I'm. 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 I. I think I come across hooks uh, from time to time, but that's never like the intent is to find a hook. That's just me. a fortunate happenstance. Yeah, I you, think I so. Mean, you're not going for the riff. You're going to tell. <laughs> like, I mean, John Prine, I think, is the same way, right? Like, he's got some great hooks, but that guy, to me, is like a Shel Silverstein. He's literally way more a storyteller. Than he is a musician. Not that he's a bad musician, sure. But I mean, like, I've never heard a John Prine song that didn't have a killer story at the heart of it. I feel like that's where he started, and he found the other things to fill in around it. Yeah, no, and I, I, I agree, and that's that's the kind of stuff I'm drawn to. I mean, I, you know, love some good Christopherson and Tom mm. Van Zant and Guy Clark and that whole vein of things so are you strictly a guitar guy or are you also a piano or accordion or zither guy i mean like what's your main your main weapon (laughs) well i i I, i'm trying to keep the zither thing a a secret because you know people put you in a box they're like oh is that zither guy coming again he's not bringing his glockenspiel is he (laughs) jesus christ but you're a guitar guy right i am a guitar guy Yeah. yeah when's the first time you touched a guitar uh, I had to be seven or eight and I, I remember, and, and I felt like it was a guitar, but it was really a ukulele, you know, the, uh, when the you're baritone. Little, that's yeah. a guitar, man. Right. I mean, it's the bottom four strings of a guitar yeah. and it's like, yeah, that makes sense to me. And, and so that's, 
that's where I started my guitar lessons. My sister gave me a couple lessons. Uh, she played guitar. And, taught you and a couple of chords and you were me. off. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's nothing easier than a, a G chord on a ukulele. I can't, imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine how you didn't get into Hawaiian slack key guitar, but I, I'm glad you've done what you've done. You have a new record, uh, and there's a, uh, a CD release party tomorrow happening, and we're going to talk about those details just ahead. But I always hate to get too far into the show without hearing some of the music of our featured guests or a song they've chosen. Tell me about this song we're going to hear right now called Shutdown. Is it on the new record? It is on the new record. It also came out as a single uh, a couple years ago now, actually, um, and it's it's kind of a remastered version on the record here. But uh, but yeah, this song, uh, uh, I don't know. In a, in a way, I feel like this is a song from uh, AA room <laughs> a little bit. There's there's a story there that that resonates for for some of us, and uh, you know, uh, everybody in this room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, including me for sure. And uh, so. Um, yeah, I uh, recorded this one with Shane Leonard out in Eau Claire, uh, Wisconsin, uh, and it was kind of during the heart of COVID, uh, so kind of that new recording experience where nobody's in the room at the same time, but uh, I love the way it, it came out, and, and yeah, hope you like it. <laughs> Sober at 4 a.m. Went to the garage to check for dents on my car, but it wasn't there. Hope I have the sense to leave it somewhere. And it's not in the ditch or impound lot, being inspected by a gung ho cop, finding blood and hair. Someone or something I wounded or killed I shut down the saloon Shut down the thoughts of you Shut down the years of abuse Shut down the shame and confusion Shut down the hard truth Shut down 
loom Shut down the thoughts of you Shut down the years of abuse Shut down the shame and confusion Shut down the hard truths I shut down the saloon Shut down the thoughts of you Shut down the years of abuse Shut down the shame and confusion Shut down the hard truths Music of John Lewis on the Brian Oak Show. Love that, man. Really, really good song right there. Who played with you on that, John? Uh, you know, uh, so Shane Leonard was uh, doing a number of instruments on there, drums, and, and he did some guitar work along with me. Um, Is that you playing slide? Uh, no, that's Ben Lester playing okay. uh, pedal steel right. there. Uh, a guy named Sam Kasser uh, is playing piano on that, and... Uh, uh, he's actually out out in Maine, uh, so uh, in this new world, he can can record from from wherever. But and then Siri Unlin Humbird is uh, singing background vocals. Fantastic! That. It's on the new record, correct? Uh, it is, and yeah, the new record absolutely. is called "For Everyone," and then parenthetically, especially you. I know that's the name of one of the songs on the record. Sure. And you've decided to make it the thesis. What does that mean for everyone, especially you? You know. Uh, I mean, for the song itself, uh, that that song, which I don't think we're playing today, but uh, that song was written uh, uh, kind of for folks who had died by suicide. It was during a time where it just seemed like there was a, a rash of that uh, happening among people I know or people I know. Days get dark, knew. man. Days yeah, get exactly, dark. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, uh, and so that song, I don't know. I mean, it, it fit... Uh, it's it's not a lyric in the song. Yeah. Know, most of my most of my song titles are like you know third line of the song or something. <laughs> you know, the chorus, or they or, may not show up in the song at all. And, and that's and that was the case here. That uh, is with the artist's prerogative. Exactly. You can do whatever the f you want, man. This is your music. Absolutely. I I kind of think of David Sedaris's take on that. Well, all, all his books are just like. Some random title generator, <laughs> you know. David Cross, who is an exceptionally foul-mouthed comic. He was in Arrested yes. Development. Yeah. He's been in a million different things. Yep. He was in the first Men in Black movie. Bald guy, big glasses. Un- impossibly hilarious. He put out a record. and I can't remember if it's called Shut Up, You Fucking Baby. I think that's what it's called. <laughs> but if you look at the back, there's like a 25-song track listing or bit listing that he does. Not one of them has anything to do with the bit. <laughs> Up nice. to and including earmuffs for kids in the car, shaving the Pope's pussy. All right. Oh. So, and again, I, I so I immediately went to that track, and I'm like, 
as a recovering Catholic, I've got to hear what this is about. Not one reference to anything even vaguely religious. And I'm like, <laughs> David Cross is a dirty motherfucker, and I like that guy. He has a podcast now, too, by the way, that's Does pretty he? damn good. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. he's super funny. He's That's what's great about it, is that it's all off the cuff and just great interchange with whoever his guest is. Is he, is <laughs> he foul-mouthed on there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. because, you know, he has a, a famous bit, too, about, like, I don't like to work blue, swearing is lazy, and then goes into one of the most filthy <laughs> tirades you've ever heard. Oh, I like that guy very much. John, when it comes to what happens, I mean, like, obviously, you love music, and you're writing music or tinkering around with it all the time. You play when you can. But when it's time to make a new record, that's kind of a commitment, right? I mean, like, you're like, do I have enough songs? Do I have the resources to put this thing together? Does anybody care? What for you as an artist is the tipping point? When do you like, when, when do you think, F it, I'm making a record? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a different tipping point every time, I feel like. And this one, it's kind of funny. This one, I, I sort of backed into it because I, I sold a guitar. I sold an electric guitar to a guy who has a studio. And uh, in our negotiation on the price, he said, how about if I give you a, you know, a day's studio time? I'm a huge fan of the barter system, <laughs> by yes. the way. Yes. I, I, the record store I used to work at, they're running a commercial with me on it. And they're like, well, what do you want to get paid? I'm like, how about store credit? Like, you know, like, I mean, I'd rather have <laughs> yeah. the vinyl than the cash. So I love the barter system. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what started this uh and my thought was well i've got i mean i i felt like i had a enough songs to do a record but i thought you know a day's time i'll do you know a couple maybe put out another single or something um and we got a lot done and uh decided you know it'd be a shame to to just leave these in a can uh like leftovers and, in the fridge that after a week you're like it's time to throw these exactly away. Yeah. exactly so um so the the album is uh you know there's probably half the songs on it are brand new, you know, uh, and then the other half have been on, like I did a live record in 2018 where it was just me and a guitar, um, you know, and, and there was a few of the songs that appeared there. Do you first. prefer, do you prefer that aesthetic when it comes to your music and the things you've written, or do you prefer the collaborative style and putting more elements in there? You know, I, I really like both. Um, I guess I go back to like someone like Towns Van Zandt, like my favorite record of his is his live at the old quarter where it's just mm. him and a guitar and he did, you know, so many of his great songs. And then when I hear those same songs with the full production, some of them I like better with production, some of them I don't. And I, I think I've, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of go the same way with my own stuff. And I, it was, I think unusual for me to take a bunch of new songs and start out with the live, you know, just me and a guitar. Oh, without having road tested them? Or yeah, gotten... and without having given them a studio treatment yeah, to, to yeah. start. But uh, but I think, you know, it worked out. I think there's some people that still might prefer the live version and some that are going to like uh, like what's on the, the well, studio. Well, I certainly version, like so. what we heard. We're about to get into another song, but what you talk about right there makes me think of someone like Neil Young. A mm -hmm. few years ago, that live at Massey Hall came out with sure. just him and a guitar. It's stunning. Yeah. And again, I love him with a full band. Yeah, I love yeah. him electric and loud. But him just sitting there, him and an acoustic guitar for an hour, I, 
gobsmacked, you know, like just utterly hypnotized. When you have the right material and the right artist, I don't think there's a wrong way to execute your vision, right? Yeah, no, I totally agree. So you have a big show tomorrow night, um, and that is happening at the Hook and Ladder, and it is an actual CD release show for, well, for everyone, especially you, your latest effort. Um Obviously, that will be available for purchase when people come down? Absolutely. All right, very yeah. good. And they can yeah. get more information at the Hook and Ladder. Before we talk more about what you're up to and what tomorrow night's going to look like, let's hear another song, because we've been going long enough. This one is called Another Day. Tell me about this song. Yeah, so funny you just mentioned Neil Young. This is my, uh, you know, crazy horse and replacements uh, you <laughs> Go know, on. vibe. You've got my attention uh, right now. <laughs> sort of. Sort of I, I, specifically wanted to play this one on the podcast because it's it's not my typical you know folky folk country sort of vibe um are you about to melt faces right now (laughs) (laughs) i mean i wouldn't say melt but maybe warm warm them a a little little bit you gotta back up a little bit (laughs) so yeah and this one did appear on the the live uh you know with just me and a guitar but in my mind it was always you know with uh kind of left of the dial sort of vibe, you know, behind it. And and so I wanted the audience to hear what I was hearing in my head when I played it and, and tried to do that with, with this version. So.
music of John Lewis from his latest For Everyone, Especially You, that is another day. We're going to talk more to John in a second, but where are my manners? I would also like to talk to Sean Bernard. In addition to being a decent sort of fellow, he is also a... Do you feel like that was patronizing or glossing over the faint praise? Because I do No more I, than usual. I, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> I, I do believe you to be a decent sort of fellow. Thank you. Uh, but he's also a realtor for Remax Results. And as we've been discussing show after show, despite this normally quiet time of the year and all the alarm bells being raised about interest rates, things are still re- very robust in the realty community. Yeah, the rates have actually come down quite a bit, which Go is nice. On. Yeah, which helps uh, the cause in general. But yeah, and then this weather is weird so what's well, making people think spring way before they should be thinking oh, yeah. spring. usually the super bowl is when people really start calling and saying hey we want to got to start planning yeah we got to start planning what do we need to do to get ready for a march 1st or april 1st list date but people are starting to call now because uh, i'm not getting around with this forecast in two weeks i don't think i'd go out in any of these lakes uh, with the 50 degree temperatures, and they're getting re- ready for like all the hockey stuff on Nokomis, and there's so much stuff that they want to do yeah. outside. If it's 42 degrees outside, I'm not in an ice house. I drive on the way over here. I drove past two of the big lakes, Hiawatha yeah. and Nokomis. Yeah. There's a bunch of ice houses out there that you're probably going to lose. Yeah, I think they, they said already the ice out is usually March 15th. It might be March 1st this year, if wow. not sooner. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, which is crazy, but. Yeah, so I help people buy and sell houses, not ice houses. Um, don't do that anymore. There's mm. not not a lot of money in it. No, um, but, no. Uh, but a lot of fun. I mean, it was a really good time. Well, so I mean. If, if you have a very short pull and a great attention span, which I I only have one of the two. You have a short pull and a great attention span? Well, you get to decide which one is which. I think anyway, so know. I help people buy and sell homes. Whole I also town donate, knows about it. I donate a portion of every buy and sell to an area musician or band. I used to donate... To the Warming House, which is how I know John Lewis. We've known each other, I think, since 2016. But I was, I guess I still am on the board of directors uh, for the Warming House and love the work that he and Brianna and Greg and everybody else over there, the people over there did for the Warming House, a great local nonprofit music venue that is kind of wrapping up, I guess, uh, at this point. But but yeah, so if you know of somebody looking to buy or sell, please have them get in touch with me, even if it's not we're buying tomorrow, selling tomorrow. I love to plan ahead, 612-859-2594. Is that number also textable? It's textable just like Theo Huxtable. Jamming on the one. <laughs> Jamming on, on the, the one. one. Stevie Wonder. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of great local nonprofit music venues, the Hook and Ladder. Uh, Sean and I have a long history with them. Love I've been that going. Group. It's in our neck of the woods. It's in Southeast Minneapolis, and they're not only great people. They do a really good job with production, and somehow, despite the the nature of what we went through with the pandemic and everything else, they've managed to expand. They have another room now. The yes, not the Victory Room. What's it called? No, the Mission Room. Uh, the Mission Room. Thank they have you. The Mission Room, and now they're also tying into what's the Husker do thing that they've got oh the zen arcade yeah, the zen arcade uh happening right they, next they to do it. great work there and they are i would say that they might even be dare i say it more committed to local music promoting it and doing everything they can to promote good music than even you and i are and we're pretty committed to the bit but yep. they do such good work there and tomorrow that would be thursday the is today the 24th the 25th yeah 24th today. Okay, so tomorrow, the 25th of January, John Lewis will be celebrating his CD release for everyone, especially you. When you go down there, will the people that helped you record this album, are they going to be playing live with you, or who do you got? You know, a number of them will be. Uh, Dex Wolf, who was uh, who produced the record with me, or, or most of the songs on it with me, uh, will be playing along. And then Jimmy Johnson is uh, my pedal steel guy. He's been with me since my first record in, in 2015 and, and he'll be uh, on this as well. Um, and then uh, actually got um, Marin Day, who is half of Bad Posture Club, is going to be singing background vocals with me on and this. And they're playing they're as great. well, right? Yep, they are. They are. And then uh, uh, my oldest friend, Scott Brownlee, not that he's the oldest friend that i have but your from, most long-term friend That's yeah it. yeah i exactly. got you i got you. he'll be uh he'll be drumming on on that and and neither marin or scott were on the on the record but uh both talented uh musicians and and should be great you obviously care about the songwriting so let me ask you this and i don't think there's a wrong answer here i just i love to pick the brains of musicians i learned long ago i didn't have the diligence or the discipline to be a musician, but I always wanted to be as close to music as possible, which is kind of where I find myself now. But when it comes to being a musician, um, you obviously take great care and are meticulous in the way a song's written, the way it's produced. Do you prefer the studio experience and that sort of it's alive portion of the song, or do you prefer live performance? What would you say is your favorite? And again, I don't think there's a wrong answer here. Yeah, uh, good question. I... I guess what I, what I, uh, what resonates most with me is when I feel like a song is connecting with with folks, and um, sometimes that's when I'm playing it <laughs> live, and I and I can feel that, right. you know, Bio in real time. Loop, yeah. yeah. Um, but other times, I mean, definitely, you know, getting songs produced in the studio kind of up to radio quality gives them a, a a a bigger opportunity to reach more ears and uh you know hearing them you know Bill DeVille's been very uh kind to me and played these songs a number of times he's a his, great guy man his, yeah. he's, he's yeah. so chill and he, yeah. that guy loves Americana and country influenced flavor anything especially the local stuff yeah. more than anyone in radio yep. I've ever met in my entire yep. life I think Bill DeVille's great yeah, and so he's he's gotten these out on the on the airwaves a bit, and you know a few other places as well. And so that long way of saying, you know, both. I mean, I love it when I feel like a song's come out of the studio and is is you know gonna hit. Um, and uh, 
Way to, way to dodge the question, John. Um, uh, I, again, I, you, you would make an excellent politician, maybe for the, the local soil conservation board or something. Um, but I, again, I appreciate that, that there are things to love both about them. But, you know, some people are studio rats, and they yeah. can spend the rest of their life in there just, you know, creating these new Frankenstein monsters. But other people, they could almost give a rip about that. They want to get out and get that, like you said, Sean, the biofeedback loop. They want that. Yeah energy right there you know i mean to be completely honest though i mean what i love the most is like playing songs in a group with other songwriters or just music lovers where we're like trading songs and you know they you know you can tell something resonates with them and then you hear something you know from someone else where it kind of feels the same way and i was gonna say there's not a feeling like that is there when suddenly you're vibing with other people and you're in the actual the 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 stream the creek of creativity right there when it hits it hits it's like anything in life right exactly yeah i think of that one of my favorite movies that there's that documentary heartworn highways with uh you know it's about towns van zandt and guy clark and those folks and there's a a scene of them sitting around guy clark's table at christmas playing you know trading songs and it's steve earl and towns and guy and and literally you know, some of the greatest Texas singer yeah, songwriters yeah, of all yeah. time. And and they're just like, yeah, playing songs, passing the guitar. And it's like, I would live there, you know, yeah. you know, 23 probably, hours a day if I could. You'd probably be happy but, to clean up the dishes in a place like that, <laughs> I would right? do it. I'd, I'd do the same, man. Yeah, so. Oh, is Towns playing again? I'm going to take a break, but I'll come back when, when Guy gets up there again. John, what is ground zero for people to keep up with what you're doing, when your music comes out, where to get your merch, everything like that? Obviously, they can see you tomorrow at the Hook and Ladder, yep. but... Is there some place online that is ground zero for John Lewis? You know, my website's probably the best, uh, johnlewissongs.com, um, and there's links to everything there. You know, you can find find me on Spotify and Bandcamp and all the places from from that webpage, and that's where my shows are listed as well. Well, so. it's hard to believe this is already your fifth visit to the Smart Start MN studio. <laughs> but, um, I, Eighth, we, I think. We are, we are about to... <laughs> We don't have anybody oh, in the eight-timers club just, yet, but we're no, working we on a couple of five-timers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before we say our final goodbye to John, I do want to thank Smart Start MN. We couldn't do it without them. Same to oadesignbuild.com. Check them out. Find out what they might be able to do for you. If you're looking to refurbish something or maybe redo something entirely, these are very, very good people to work with. Thanks to Sean Bernard. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. This is fun. Great to see you, John. Yeah. yeah. Congrats so on your success, me. man. It's been really cool to watch you grow as a musician and... Really great quality production on these on this album. Just fantastic. Thank you so much. You bet. Appreciate well, it. I mean, it's got to feel good to put out a quality product, right? It I does. mean, nobody wants yeah. to put out something, but like it, this is this sounds to me like so far what I've heard. It's good enough that you don't have to sit there and be like, oh, that could have been done like this. That could have been. <laughs> and now again, of course, any creative type is always going to second guess what they've done. Sure, but you have to be proud about what you put it out. Sounds here. really good. I mean, yeah, really well mixed, really well produced. It's terrific. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm I'm excited to get more people uh, get into the hands of more people. Well, let's do that tomorrow night at the Hook and Ladder in Southeast Minneapolis, a super cool venue. John Lewis and his band will be playing. Uh, it's going to be cool. And if people want more information, JohnLewis.com. Did you say JohnLewisSongs.com? JohnLewisSongs.com. Very yep. good. We do have to say goodbye because sadly, all good things like everything must end. Tell me about the song "Wake Me Up," and that's how we're going to go out. Yeah. So "Wake Me Up" is. Uh, more in that 
folky uh, vein a bit. One one reason I wanted to bring this one to this show is uh, the production. There's there's a violin and upright bass and me playing on this, yeah. and they come in kind of subtly and and towards the middle. And there's a break with with them that that just I mean I'm just astounded at how well uh, that all came together. And so so frankly. You know, get through the first, you know, two minutes uh, with me and, and, and the instruments and and then listen to this. I mean, I feel like these guys got, you know, we're going to license that 30 second break to uh, I don't know everybody. Why, but, uh, I expect yeah. to see it on an ESPN highlight reel at I some think point. So. All right. I think so. Good luck tomorrow night, John. Thanks so much. Wake me up from this sad, sad scene. Whatever it takes Ice cubes or amphetamines Tell me something You never told me before Something from your heart Or just a good joke Nothing can save me now Is there one more moment Pull me back For one more moment If I could I would tell you I'm sorry I always loved you, never wanted you to worry. There's a ticket stub, well worn in my wallet, kept it all these years. Take it if you want it. Nothing save me now Is there one more moment Pull me back For one more moment Is there one more moment?